0: beautiful friends, and welcome back to the show. Today, we are doing a deep dive on our thoughts. We are going to look at how uncovering our thoughts and getting really clear on are our thoughts serving us? Are they helpful or are they actually causing more chaos in our life? We're going to talk about how can we become aware of our thinking and our patterns and what's behind those thoughts and the things that we have on repeat. It is a great conversation. You're going to have some takeaways that you can, you know, you can journal on some of these questions or prompts that we're going to discuss. And also just to start putting a new lens on the way that you are seeing your life and your circumstances and knowing that you have control over how you uh, perceive those circumstances and how we go about handling our everyday life. So I have a great guest interview for you. So stay tuned. And I can't wait to share this with you. Welcome to faith Field Woman, a podcast designed for Christian women eager to deepen their faith and shine God's light in every aspect of their lives. Each week, we'll delve into practical strategies, inspiring stories, and biblical wisdom to equip you with the tools you need to navigate life's challenges and grow deeper in your faith. From finding calm in the chaos, forming deep Christian friendships, to everyday ways to connect with God, we'll cover it all. Hi, I'm your host, Kristen. I'm an encourager, a faith-led entrepreneur, a mom, and a wife. Let's be encouraged in our everyday lives as we let our faith guide us, fuel us, and fill us with God's incredible peace, wisdom, and joy in our lives. Hi, today on the show, I would like to welcome my guest, April Bragg. She's a certified clarity and relationship coach who helps working women create a home that takes care of itself. She's also the podcast host of Bragg About Life, and she teaches timeless truths to live, love, and lead with confidence when she's not transforming lives through coaching or podcasting you'll find April soaking up the sun by the pool with an iced coffee in hand or play for, playfully pestering her two adult children to allow her to visit them. And I'm excited for our conversation today because we are going to talk about what it looks like to do some decluttering, but not just of our homes, but also of our internal thoughts of our minds. And we're going to talk about how do we really step into this inner peace? How do we do that work? And I think all of us can uh, always use a little more conversation and some ideas around these topics. So welcome, April.
1: Thank you. I'm So excited to be here.
0: Absolutely. So yeah, I'm excited because I think uh, both of us love talking to people about several things, but definitely this area, you know, and we both found personally that we've done some work on ourselves and with others, and it's really had such a big impact in our lives. So I can't wait to dig in. But could you start off first with just telling us a little bit about your journey and sort of what did life look like? How did this kind of this transformation come about for you and how you're helping now people with this in their own lives?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So there's, you know, I don't know if you've had this experience, but there's a point, you know, when you're a kid, you think, okay, a certain age, I'll feel like a grown up and I'll have it all together and I'll figure it out. And I hit around 30 and I'm like, huh, I've got a husband. I've got two kids. I've got a house. Full of stuff, and I do not have this stuff figured out. Why is this? Is it me? Am I losing my mind? You know, and uh, I specifically remember this one moment where I came down the stairs, and I was like, "There are twenty water glasses on the counter. What in the world?" There's only four people in our house, and i had been, you know, just reading all the books and trying to do all the things, and it felt like my home is the problem. My home was the problem. If I could just get my home in order, then Everything will be fine. I will be less stressed. I will be calm. And there was this moment when I'm coming down the stairs. See those 20 water glasses, and I had this new thought: if we didn't have this many glasses, they couldn't get dirty. Right. And so that started me on this journey of minimizing decluttering and creating a home that took care of itself. And in the middle of that, I had this um, this health crisis. I where I really thought that I would need like back surgery and I won't be able to manage. And so that actually, the benefit of that was that I focused even more on my efforts. And I really found that, listen, you can, it is possible to create a home that can be maintained in just minutes a day. Mm-hmm. And so I did it. And a couple of years later, I'm enjoying the fruits of it. And I thought that I'd be so happy and so calm and, you know, just... You know, the mom that's just, you know, enjoying life, watching her kids grow up and all that. And I was miserable. I was so, so miserable. I did not realize that the drama of, you know, well, you know, I need to clean up my house and all that was actually distracted me from the drama that was in my head, creating all the anxious thoughts. And so that's when I had to learn how to declutter from the inside out, declutter my mindset, take captive every thought. And that was the real work. That was the part that I probably wouldn't have gone to if I hadn't done the first job. But it's the um, it's been so transformative. And so anyway, it motivated me to become a coach and to help other women do the same.
0: Mm. Oh, my gosh. I think so many people listening can probably relate to this topic because, as we know, it's usually, you know, what we think actually is part of how we see the world, right? and how we see the world. I mean, I'm sorry, how we think determines our worldview. And of course, that has to do with so many things, you know? And so I, I think they can definitely relate to your story. You know, big thinking one thing's a problem and realizing, oh boy, there's a whole bunch of other work to do. And most of us, it's internal work that we have to do at some point or continuously, right? We have to maintain or do some maintenance in there.
1: Mm, yes.
0: You just share with us though, when you had that realization, like, oh boy, this isn't just about maintaining a home that can run itself and being, you know, going more minimally. It is really like when you realize that it was an inside, inside job, what did you do next? You know, like, how did you even get from that step to going, doing the work?
1: Okay. So we, there was a little bit of a, um, pivot, you know, I'm like, well, I'm probably just bored. I probably just need another challenge. And so I went to back to work. My kids were getting a little bit older and they were homeschooling themselves and we kind of automated that too. And so I thought, well, you know, I'm just getting ready for that next season of life when the kids leave the house, you know, let's get my career back on track. Let's, you know, find something meaningful to do. And I found like this, what I what looked like the perfect career opportunity for me going and working for a financial advisor and being this right-hand guy, a uh, gal. Um, and it was great, except for all the personality conflicts we had. And so I thought, this is crazy. Everybody's always loved me, you know, like I am there. Yeah. I'm able to help, you know, everybody, you know, this is like the one person that won't let me help him, you know, what's going on. And uh, I remember being so frustrated, Kristen, in fact, that I was so stressed out at my job, I literally broke out in shingles overnight. I mean, just... And my husband was telling me, listen, something's got to change. You got to quit. And I'm just like, no, I've got to figure this out. And it was during that time that I was like, you know, I just need to get rid of some of this anxiety, this anxious energy. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start walking. I'm going to start listening to those weird things they call podcasts. You know, what's that all about? And my very first podcast, I downloaded one and it was about life coaching. And I thought, oh, what's that all about? That's, you know, <laughs> that's nonsense. And the very first episode, she said, it's not other people that are driving you crazy. It's your thoughts about them. And I'm like, what? Yep. And in that moment, it's like this light bulb went off and I realized, well, I, I have been trying to control this other person. But if I can't control him, and by now I'd had pretty good evidence that I couldn't, <laughs> then I'll just apply all this energy to controlling my thoughts and so I literally just started writing down the things yes. that I thought and how it made me feel, and i could I could not believe how much junk was up there in my head, yeah, and how much it was affecting every other area of my life, like even. Things that I had struggled with for years, like um as a Christian, I've been a Christian for a really really long time. And I was tend to be a little bit judgmental. And by a little bit, I meant I was really, really judgmental. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and it felt like it was aimed towards my mother-in-law. And mm-hmm. this was something that I had tried to work on, like, you know, like why can't I just be more gracious around her? You know, and felt like I really struggled with it. And it was because I just didn't realize there was all these thoughts that I had about it should look like this and it should be like this. And the biggest, the biggest realization I think that I had during this time was that every judgment that I had about somebody else was also a way that I was judging myself. Mm -hmm. And so all this anxiety and all these insecurities and all these doubts that I'd been struggling with through the years of marriage and raising the kids and all that, were not what other people were thinking about me, but it was my thoughts about what other people might be thinking about me. And when I was able to just question those and slow those thoughts down and say, wait, what if that's not true? Yeah. It changed, oh, I mean, it just, it became a practice that changed everything.
0: Yes, I love it. I, uh, I, you know, much like yourself for your own podcast, you know, I definitely talk about some exercises and things people can do. And I've, you know, interviewed guests that talk about, something very similar, right? Like they literally thought it was something going on in their lives this other person or this, the situation that was like, ah, oh, they were so angry about it all the time. And it might not be anger; your feeling might not be anger, right? It might be anxiety. It might be frustration. It might be like you said, judgment. It could be so many things, but what they realized is when they started writing down what was bothering them, you know, daily. So once a day, they just journaled, they started seeing a pattern. Right. Kind of come about. And they didn't realize. So they wrote it down and they looked back that it was like, wait, I'm always like frustrated or irritated or anxious about this part of my life. And they started realizing that it was what they were thinking about the situation or the person. And it was it took that, though, for them to kind of review, to take um, inventory, if you will, of their thoughts to realize, like, hold on. But what if what if that's not true? Like, what if, like you said, what's my role in this? And so I think that's, uh, I love that you said, like I started writing down, I started like examining what was happening and you realize like, I can control, my. I can, I can begin to control my thoughts, right? I can yes. harness that because I can't control We can't always control. We normally can't control our circumstances. And so I love that you did that. And of course, lots of people do do that, but there's, I'm sure you know this from coaching other people. There's so many people that have still never done this sort of exercise but they don't realize that these same thoughts are on repeat in our heads and that it's informing our interactions with other people. And it's informing, like you said, how we see ourselves, our perceptions. And so one, I love that you shared that. And two, what did you find helped you other than acknowledging and seeing this? Like, was there certain other techniques that helped you or was it like shifting the thoughts or repeating them or what?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So when I would uncover my thoughts, become aware of my thoughts. The next question I asked was not whether or not this was true, because, you know, that's questionable whether or not my boss is a jerk. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if that's true or not, but it is a thought. Yes. But I, instead of saying, is this true or not? I would ask, is this serving me or not? As in, how do I feel when I have the thought my boss is a jerk. Um, and it's like, well, I feel petty or mean, or sometimes I feel like I'm a victim to him, Mm, you know, like he's, you know, like afraid or something like that. And none of those things are serving me. None of those feelings are serving me. Right. But when I would then say, okay, I'm thinking my boss is a jerk. What if instead of just going there, I'm like, Maybe my boss has his reasons or my boss has good days and bad days like everybody else. Mm -hmm. It just, it opened it up and I'm like, oh yeah. And maybe I have good days and bad days like everybody else. And maybe I don't have to act like a jerk when he acts like a jerk. (laughs) Because that's what happens. You know, when we think my boss is a jerk, ironically, what, if you just kind of like follow your patterns a little bit, it ends up being, I act like a jerk back you know, I do passive aggressive little remarks or things under my breath or complain, you know, to my husband or, yeah. And so that for me, it was like, step one was being aware of the thoughts. Mm -hmm. And then two, asking not, is it true or not? But does it help me even one bit to think this thought?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because like you said, if you can't control that, that's his, Pattern, personality, he's not going to change. You've already been there. You have a choice of how you're going to deal with it, right? How you're going to think about it for sure. But then also, if I can't change it, am I going to stay? Do I have to set up new boundaries or am I going to leave, right? In other words, you have some choices to make, but you had to have a different thought before you could even think about that, right? Like, am I going to approach him differently or? Yeah. So go ahead.
1: Yeah, that's exactly it. Because when you have the thought, you know, he's a jerk and you feel like victimized or something. You don't have the thoughts of what can I do about this? Yes. So when I have the thoughts, no, he's, this is just him. Yeah. And it's like, and what am I going to do? What, what options do I have? And then that is really where our thoughts are so, um, when I say our thoughts are serving us or not, it's like s- some of our thoughts, it feels like they're just kind of like driving us into a corner, yes. you know, like I can only see this option and I don't like it and I'm stuck here. That's a thought that's not serving you. (laughs) But another, you know, another thought has is like turning around saying, you know, what are my options here? You know, what else can I see? What else can I think? How else could I approach this? Do I even need to worry about this? Or do I need to just practice being at peace with the idea that he doesn't have to change?
0: Right, right. Oh, that's so good. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so I love that. And so can you tell us from there? You know, you had this thing happen at work, you you've really realized like the thoughts in my head are not serving me. They're not serving my life. They're adding all this stress, anxiety, like just worry, all of it, you know, to your life, which is not great for us. But a lot of people can relate to that. So, what happened from there? Did you keep, did you stay at the job? Did you like what is what did it yeah. look like after that? How did it unfold?
1: Yeah, my coach said one time, she's like, stay there until you can love it. I mean, you know, like there are so many lessons to be learned. Mm -hmm. And so I did, I stayed there until I was so thankful and so grateful for all the lessons. And really I had to coach myself so much. I mean, you know, there's so many opportunities and there's so much, it felt like the most transformative six weeks of my life. Mm -hmm. So for six weeks, it felt like I was constantly like something would happen And I'm grabbing a notebook and writing down a thought and being like, oh, you know, pause before you react, you know, get your right mind back on, you know, get back to your, you know, calm place. And, um, and I did that. And within six weeks, um, everybody at work was saying, oh my goodness, you're so different. You know, what's happened. And I'm just like, man, I'm aware of what I'm thinking. I'm starting to, you know, take control over my own brain a little bit and, six weeks after that, I was still enjoying the podcast. And I realized, wait, I can't believe that I'm, I was 40 years old before I discovered this, you know, listen to your thoughts, question, them, see if they're serving you. And, you know, I'm like, everybody should know this. And so I started awakening to the idea, like, maybe this is my calling in life. Maybe this is what I was meant to do. And so I started leaning towards that. And then after that, it happened really, really quickly to where, You know, I, I got to the point where I really did love my job and I thought, Hey, this will be great. I can work this job and I can build a side business coaching other people. And, um, and so that's what I did. And I started coaching people until it became a point that that was no longer realistic. And then I went full-time into coaching, but yeah, yeah, I was going to say during this time, I did not realize At home, you know, I would have said, you know, my relationship with my husband and my kids were great. And it was, if I compared it to other people, you know, Mm -hmm. which is a terrible way of judging whether or not your relationship is great or not. But it was probably about six months down the road that one of my kids spoke up and said, you're totally different. You know, like you used to be so tense as a mom and so anxious and you're a lot more fun now. Mm. And that, that was everything to me because I didn't even realize that that was how I was showing up until she said it after the fact.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, and I think uh, we've all obviously already touched on this, but I just, just to reiterate, I mean, the thing is, is what, what you learn and so many of us learn, whether we're in our forties, people are older than that, or they're younger is that for most of our lives, we've heard all those messages and these dialogues that we internalized, right. We didn't even know we're yes. carrying them with us. So especially as women, right. Cause we're we're serving, we're caregiving, you know, we might be people pleasing, we're doing all these things. So it's to remember, we are in control of our, or we can be of our thoughts, we're in control of choices that we decide to make, and we're in control in control of our reactions to those thoughts, feelings, and choices. But a lot of people do get stuck in this, uh, like you said, it, it, may, it may not be a victim per se mentality, but it is a mentality of, something is against me, right? Or, or like you said, they're not living up to my expectation. But I think if we remember, we really can control these things, right? Our thoughts, um, our choices, and then our reactions. We have so much more power to show up in our lives in a different way. You know, I think that's important.
1: Yeah. The way I think about it is, you know, there's circumstances. So that's just anything that's standing outside of us. Yeah. And it's everything. (laughs) Right. And And then there's the way that we come at our circumstances, and that's our thoughts, our feelings, and then our actions and the results that come from those actions. And all of those, the thoughts, the feelings, the actions, all that stuff, that happens between our two ears. You know, even when we're looking at our circumstances, what we can see as available to our circumstances is dependent upon what we're thinking in our head. You know, this is why sometimes it's so helpful to get an outside perspective you know, on our life is because it's like, I can only see this one way. And then, you know, our girlfriend comes along and she's like, well, have you considered that they maybe meant this? And you're like, oh, maybe.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Well, right. Because we do get stuck, you know, it gets stuck in our heads on repeat and some of it's just by default, right? Like if every time something happens with your spouse, you're like, they're so right. And we already go back to that pattern. We don't even realize it before stepping away and going, did they really mean for that to come across that way? Like, or are we perceiving it that way? Right. Or did they just have a long day and didn't sleep last night? And so maybe we need to give them a little more grace because their day was crazy. Right. Or the boss just hired them or whatever it might be, but it's like, we can hold on, slow down. And then we can actually think about, like you said, is this thought serving me is a thought serving how I want to show up in the world, in my relationship with my kids or my spouse or my coworkers or whatever it might be. So yeah, I think that's just, it's amazing how, how much we can, we have control to change these things.
1: Yeah. And I think it's also important to realize that we're all kind of like prone to habits. I mean, you know, we, we're all in patterns that we start picking up as kids. So, you know, when your husband's coming home and kicking off his shoes, you know, right in the doorway, you know, and you've told him six times, please don't, you know, it's a habit, you know, and your habit, you know, being like, uh, you know, I wish this would change. That's a habit too. And as hard, as much as we want somebody else to change, We are the ones that are making ourselves miserable waiting for somebody else to change. Whereas we can hit pause and graciously, you know, compassionately ask ourselves, hey, what's going on? Why am I frustrated here at this moment? And and as we're changing our thoughts, we're also going to realize that, oh my gosh, we are trying to break habits here. Yes. And so is the person that we're wanting to change too. We're all trying to break habits. So it's almost becomes this joined humanity of, Oh, I see how hard it is for you because I'm feeling how hard it is for me. Right. But on the other hand, the good news is you don't have to wait for somebody else to change for you to feel better. I mean, this is, if there's anything, I I just couldn't believe that I don't have to wait for somebody else to change for me to feel better. I just Mm -hmm. have to think thoughts that don't frustrate me that, you know, that, you know, maybe bring peace or calmness Mm -hmm. or less frustration. (laughs)
0: Yeah, well, you know, and it's kind of the, uh, you know, another, and this doesn't help in the moment, but you know, that thing about they say, you know, will this matter in, you know, a month, six months, five years? The point is, is like one of us, one of the things might be right, like we're irritated that our kid or our spouse leaves stuff around. And I'm not saying at some point that you might not address that, but to your point if every time we're showing up frustrated and like, they never, instead of, is that really out of all the things that I want to work on with my, in my relationship or is that the thing that I actually want to bring to the table? Like, Hey, this is bothering You know, in other words, yeah, because we can just calm down, like you said, and put them away or ask them later, not the second they're walking. They're like, Hey, would you mind? Like, so it is about how we approach it. And I think it's just important for people to remember, you know, it's not everything all at once, right? Like you said, it's, no. you know, it's how you, how you perceive it, how you approach it. And then sometimes you are going to have the conversation, but you're probably going to do it in a different way because you're not showing up that same thought of, being frustrated, or why don't they ever do what I ask, right? In other words, we're, because we've changed our thinking a little bit, we can show up differently. And then we get a different energy and a different reaction back often from the other person.
1: Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. It's the awareness of how much our thoughts are running our life. Mm -hmm. Then just having that awareness helps us to step back and say, okay, and what's the big picture? Because when we're kind of trapped in the moment, we're not looking at the big picture. We're we're looking at, you know, what's the pain point right now? What's, you know, please just stop. You know, <laughs> if you yeah. ever snapped it, you know, your your dog scratching at the door, or, you know, the kids and right. you just bark all of a sudden because you're just like, please just stop. It's like, whoa, I'm sorry. <laughs> Didn't mean to be so. But yeah. that's what it is. When we are aware, then we can question, okay, what's the big picture? What am I trying to accomplish here? You know? am i trying to train kids to you know clean up better or am i trying to create connection or do i need a nap i think sometimes a lot even, of women's problems will be solved if we just had, to, <laughs> had a 10 minute nap in the middle of the day it's so
0: true some days you need to just know that you need to go put yourself to bed right like exactly <laughs> that's, that's there you're not wrong about that i can tell when my husband is tired like he went to bed really late because he's still nice the next day but he's shorter and yes. If I'm not careful, then I'll make a little comment about it. Right. And that's not the, the right thinking either, but I know if I really think about it, why it's happening. So yeah, I, yeah, it never gracious, helps, right. Yeah.
1: In, it never helps my... to be short with their shortness. You no, know, it's it, like, it's unless awesome. you want to pick a fight and then it's like, right. oh, okay, well, that's how you pick a fight.
0: <laughs> it's true. And we've probably all been there too. Well, one of the things I was just thinking about, and this, this really does come down to awareness. If we're self-aware and we're also aware, how we are interacting right in our relationships and in the world? then you, it's not even what, how you first see it or think about it. For instance, I'm a pretty positive person typically at this point. And you know, normally if like something's going on and some lady friends are doing something, just like one or two of them, and maybe I'm not going that time or maybe they just said, oh, I saw so-and-so, so we went to grab lunch. That wouldn't normally bother me, but we all get those little pity parties on occasion. Like, oh, what about me? But I have to stop myself because that's not my default typically, right? Like normally yeah. I'm like, Oh, this is so good for them, but I have to stop myself and I have to start asking the question. Like I have to take a moment, have the pity party. And then I have to be like, is this thought serving my friendship? Is this thought serving me? But is also, is, is them going to do that good for them? Is it good? In other words, did they ever mean to hurt me? Were they trying to exclude me? Were they? No, it's none of those things. Right. And so I, but I have to capture the thought and I have to process it and ask myself those big girl questions. And realize, oh, like I want what's good for them and what's good for our relationship. And this is good for them. And then I realize, okay, I need to let my feeling or ego of like hurt go because no one harmed me. No one was trying to exclude me. And I have to remember that, you know, but it takes doing this a bit for us to like have that thought and then say, wait a minute, I could have just sat there and had a, you know, oh, boo is me. Right. And then I could go, wait a minute. I know myself better. I know that's not who I want to show up and be in the world. And I don't want that in my relationships. So I need to really think about this and let that go because I want what's best for them, you know, but it takes capturing our thoughts more when we have the thought yeah. that we don't really want. And then sitting with it for a minute and, and then asking questions that, that help us like the, does this serve me? Does this serve my friendship? Is it good for them? Is it good? You know, and it's good for them, even if it didn't involve me, then it's good for my friend, right? And so, or whatever it is, you know, your kids or whatnot. So
1: Yeah. Just, yeah. It it comes know. back to that awareness. And then yes. sometimes also like, have you ever had like an outsized reaction to what seems like a minor thing? Mm-hmm. You know, you're just sure, like, yeah. whoa. Yeah. Sometimes even in, in times like that, it's just like to ask yourself, what what's going on? Like what else am I thinking? What am I making this mean? Mm-hmm. I ask that a lot. You know, what am I making it mean that I just saw, you know, two of my girlfriends post on social media that they went to lunch and they didn't call me. Mm-hmm. I I had this, in fact, with, uh, I live down here in Florida and I've got another sister that's down here in Florida and a third sister. There's five of us girls and four of us boys. Um, you know, they, want, a sister came down for a whole day before she called me. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, I can't believe she has called me yet. And I'm like, whoa, right? are you making this mean? You're making it mean that your sister doesn't love you. Who knows what's going on? You know, and it's just our, but what's so, you know, journaling is just so great, but these are the moments when we need a journal is when we're feeling a little bit of hurt or anger or something like this, because when we ask ourselves, what am I making it mean? A lot of times we can find, oh, I'm I'm actually mixing up this incident with another incident where my feelings were hurt or, oh, this is an old story. I tell this a lot that, you know, I'm I'm not the fun sister or, you know, yes. they they people want to go out without me. They probably don't want to, And you'll catch yourself. You'll be like, oh, my goodness. This is not oh, the first yeah. time I've thought this. This is a pattern in my life. And yes. I probably, I think it here. I think it with these girlfriends. I think with my siblings. I think it with my husband. I think it with my kids. Oh my goodness. Mm.
0: Those patterns do usually repeat themselves in our lives. Yes. And that's why, to your point, writing it down lets you realize like, hey, what's the constant in all these things? Oh, it's me. And I don't mean me because we're a problem. I mean me because our thinking is what we need to think about and consider yeah. and see how we can shift it. So one thing when you're saying that is, I remember having a guest on. Uh, she was talking about you know kind of like navigating life with chronic illness, and she said you know there's many times where she has a plan to go out with a group of girlfriends or take a trip, but because of you know the ebbs and flows of her chronic illness, sometimes she just has to not do it because you know she's at a time where she's just not able um, because of her illness. And she said you know she has she, she feels the feeling of like missing out and all these things. She goes, but then she has to ask herself. What is it that I need? Like, what was this thing going to give me? And how else, not in this second, not in that lunch or whatever, how else can I give it to myself? And so that's one thing is, what do you need? Like, what was, uh, you know, us thinking like, oh, I missed out on this one thing or somebody didn't call me yet. What do we need? Like, what's deep down the need? And then two, what, like you said, it's either what stories on repeat or what are you afraid of? Like you said, is it that you're going to get left out? Is it, you know, that someone was, you know, didn't want you to come. And it's like, is that really true? Or we're just afraid it could be true, right? And so I think just but being internalized, or not internalizing it, but just being aware and then, you know, the self-awareness, but then also like, is there a need there that's not getting filled or you're afraid it won't get filled? And then is there some fear or like you said, something in your past that's making you think this future situation is going to repeat itself?
1: Yeah, I do. I do. So there's a, a verse in um, Psalms. It talks about, um, we live our days as a tale that is told. I think it's in Psalm 90. And it's like, we, we are all carrying around stories, tons and tons of stories. So, you know, something happens and, you know, the story is activated. But also this whole question of, wait, what do I think I need that I as a grown adult can't give to myself? <laughs> That just boils down to what, you know, psychologists call emotional maturity, you know, and I wish that they would talk about this a little bit more, you know, when we are growing up in schools and all, you know, we talk about physical maturity and all this, but emotional maturity is, oh, I don't need somebody else to take care of my emotions. Those are from my thoughts. I need to take care of my emotions. You know, if I'm feeling sad, if I'm feeling left out, Why? What can I, you know, do here? You know, yeah. How am I leaving myself out?
0: Well, and you're not wrong. You know, if you're somebody, you know, who's not, I mean, when I was little, right, there wasn't phones in our hand. There wasn't social media, right? There wasn't all this. And so we really didn't, uh, not that we could have been taught by textbooks or other things, but the point is we weren't educated about all. Now you have podcasts, you have the internet, you have all these Mm -hmm. resources, if you will, these tools, people talking about um, you know, transformational development and mental, you know, our mindset and our thoughts, like there's a lot more people now talking about these things, but when we were probably coming up, there wasn't so much, there wasn't very much dialogue about these things, right? Like our parents didn't sit you down and be like, well, it's your, you know, it's your mindset. You got to get your mindset, right? Like it just wasn't happening. No,
1: they're just like, just do it, get your homework done, get your (laughs) chores done. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So, I think, you know, it's fortunate that there's a lot more information on it now. But to yeah. your point, it, the reason so many people are talking about this stuff is because it's so important, you know, for us to really be able to to understand our thoughts and then how we can process them and, and actually, like you said, how do they support
1: us? Yeah, yeah. I, I always say that, you know, willpower. So if you think about it in this pattern, you know, the circumstances are outside of us and then we have thoughts about those, which creates an immediate feeling. And then it's our feelings that drive our actions or our reactions. And sometimes we bring willpower in at that moment. And we're like, I am so angry and I'm not going to yell. You know, I'm going to bite my tongue. (laughs) But the urge is I want to yell, you know, when I'm angry. When we understand that that's how we're, you know, we really do function a thought, feeling, action, thought, feeling, action then we can slow it down and say, well, if I don't like these actions, let me change my thoughts instead of just forcing willpower constantly to change my actions. Yeah. And so it can be much more aligned. So, you know, when we see ourselves doing something, you know, like our parents are telling us, you know, just do this, don't do this. And then you grow up and you're like, oh, my parents are not telling me what to do, and not do, and I'm procrastinating on stuff. Right. Yeah, there's a thought that's creating a procrastination. You know, there's a thought that's creating a feeling that's leading to procrastination. And this is when we get to parent ourselves, really, you know, and find out, wait, what's going on instead of just always, you know, kind of being the mean parent to us. That's like,
0: just do it. Right. (laughs) I understand the reasoning behind it. And, you know, I think uh, to me, it's almost like I'm able to slow down, right? Like it's like the, the thought or the picture in your head. It's like I can pause it or slow it down. Well, I probably couldn't do that 15 years ago, but I can now, right? Like I can go, Oh, hold on here. You know? And I'm like, get out of there, cobweb, you know, or whatever the thing is, but it took time and practice, just like practice of gratitude or anything else to develop my stopping that, you know, um, thought and then feeling into action, right? Like now I'm able to not always, right. We still, I still have my moments, but (laughs) the point is I can do it for more things more quickly than I initially could when I did some of the work, you know, about like, wait, how am I really thinking about this? And, you know, what is that creating in my life?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and when you really think about it, I mean, we really are constantly either acting out, ha- you know, habits, habits of thought, habitual thoughts, or if we're trying to do something new, you know, start a podcast, start a business, things like that. We're trying to build new habits of thoughts, right? And so, which by the way, you know, if you're in that place, if, you know, if anybody listening to this is in that place, this is why you're so exhausted when you're trying to do something new, you know, this is why it feels all a little scary, things like that. It's like, you're literally trying to, you know, I think about like little grooves in your brain, you know, I'm used to doing this, going to work this way, you know, and just flowing. And now I'm trying to do something different. That's right. And it's just going to feel hard until it becomes this new habit. Like even gratitude, gratitude feels hard if you're not a glass half full type person, you know, that just gets easier with practice and then becomes a habit. And then you just become very grateful. And then you're like, wow, this is so much better than not being grateful.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just amazing, honestly. And I think that's the whole thing about though, having even the mindset, right? A fixed versus growth mindset, because Mm. if we're not used to doing something different, we're not used to trying something new or learning a new habit. It's hard, but the more yes. right that we're open to it, the more we're reading or listening to podcasts or op- being open to new possibilities, new ideas over time, it's like, it doesn't mean you can do the habit any quicker, but you're more like, Oh, I just, I had this other habit. It took me you know, a couple of weeks, but now it's in place, right? Like I upped my walking, you know, trying to get around 14, 15,000 steps a day you know, so some days it's way more than that. Some days it's probably 9,000. But the point is, is so that's taken hold. That's going on autopilot at this point, because I have the intention, I have the goal and I do it, but it's like, then that's I can amazing. have a new one. but the new, but the, thank you. But the more we install or put new things in place, the next one becomes easier. And I don't mean of the doing, but of the, oh, I'm ready for this new habit or changing my thought, right. Or whatever it is. And so I think, like you said, it's just like, it's a practice. And the more we do it, the more we change our thinking, the more we're aware of it, the more, the easier it gets in a lot of circumstances.
1: Oh, for sure. And also there's this part where we start uh, having a little bit more self-confidence, you know, like when we say we'll do something, we'll do it. And we've also got this, you know, like proven like, oh, I've, I've got a track record now that I did this, you know, and right. now I'm doing this, and now I'm doing this, and we also remember it starts out hard, and it gets easier, and right. then all of a sudden it's a habit, and we're doing it, and not thinking about it. And what's next?
0: Yeah, right. We have an ex- we have proof that we've been able to do these sort of things before, and so yes. it makes it easier, like you said, to say, "Well, I know I'm a person that can right do new things, hard things, different things, to have new habits, have new thoughts, because we've yes. proven to ourselves that we can."
1: Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely.
0: So April, tell me what maybe just last um, words of encouragement or just a uh, thought would you want to share with people as they're stepping into their lives? They're thinking like, yeah, maybe I do need to kind of consider, you know, some of the ways I'm perceiving the world around me or my relationships. What would you just want to share with them as we wrap up today?
1: Um, I would say look for anywhere you're limiting yourself. So, you know, like when I'm working with women, you know, I specifically say I like to help working women create a home that takes care of itself, not because I don't care about stay at home moms, because I think they're the best. I was one. Um, But because our brain tends to think that we can't have two goals, you know, like two big goals. Mm -hmm. And so um, you want to catch yourself and it's like, well, maybe you don't have. You know, maybe you don't walk fifteen thousand steps and also swim six miles in the same day. You might. I I I don't. So that's. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I don't want to cut you short. (laughs) (laughs) But there's so many times that we're like, well, I can't have this because I have this. You know, like this is important, so therefore I have to give up on that. And you know, and it used to be, you know, thirty or forty years ago, it used to be, you know, I can't have a career because I have kids. And, you know, women are blowing that out of the water all day long. You you need to be intentional about it. It's not going to happen by accident. Well, it's the same thing with any goal, you know, it's possible. We need to, if we're aware of our limits, then we can say, why do I think that? And then we can just start chipping away at little bits at a time. So, you know, like if I were, you know, helping somebody create a home that takes care of itself, it's like, well, you know, we don't try to do it all in one day. Right. We try to build up habits in a way that serves you. Like everything you do, you know, you spend 15 minutes here today, but it gives you 15 minutes back to do whatever you want for the rest of your life, you know, 15 minutes a day for every day. And yeah, I would just say, be aware of whatever limits are. Here's another one that comes in, you know, like married couples, you know, my husband wants this and I want that. So therefore neither of us can be happy or only one of us is going to be happy. Mm-hmm that's just, that's just the default mode that our brain goes into. So be aware of your limits, you know, like, what is your brain saying? I can't have, and what, and just ask it. What if it's possible to have both and, and that is where creativity comes in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So agree. And I often ask that question. We need to shift our what ifs instead of like, what if it's going to go? What if it, what if this goes wrong? What if I look like a failure? What if I look You know, I'm embarrassed instead of shifting that right to what if this worked out or what if there was a solution or what if there was a way to save time taking care of my house or improve, what if I could improve my marriage, right? So I think so many times if we just shift that question from one of negative or, you know, like it's not possible to one of possibility or one that's more positive, I think so often that helps us at least open the thinking that there is, like you said, a creative way or a solution to come up with something like a, a way forward that's going to serve us better
1: yeah it's it's exactly i mean you know i think it was i forget who maybe henry Ford, or somebody that, that said whether you believe you can or you can't you're right right you know and so it is just so important to catch ourselves mm-hmm. you know what are our what ifs you know what if i can't well what if you can you know give equal time to that side of the equation
0: Absolutely. I love it. Well, April, thank you for coming on and joining us today. Can you share with us? How can people connect with you online and, you know, with, on your website or find out more about your podcast?
1: Yes. So I podcast at um, brag about life. That's B-R-A-G-G. Or we can be friends on Instagram at April brag about life. Or if you are a working woman who wants to create a home that takes care of itself, I have a free guide. It's called the Guilt-Free Housekeeping Guide, and it's for working women who have no aspirations to be Martha Stewart. They just, (laughs) they're just looking for an easier way. So that's where that guide is, it gives you the first five steps of how to create a little bit more time at home, a little bit more ease at home. So those are the play. Oh, and you can find that at aprilbragg.com.
0: Wonderful. I love it. Well, thank you for coming on joining us today, sharing your journey and what you found when you, you know, minimalized your house and realized that it's really was the internal work you needed to do. I love that you're now helping women in this way. And I appreciate you taking the time to join us.
1: Oh, it was a pleasure. Thank you, Kristen.
0: Thanks again for listening to the show. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we would love it if you could take a minute to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcast because it helps our show get discovered by more people. And if you'd like to be encouraged in your faith and in your life, go on to kristenfitch.com and sign up to get my newsletter. I have lots of freebies and lots of inspiration and encouragement that'll be coming your way. And I would love it if you joined part of our community.